The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. You said what you're feeling is juicy joy, juicy joy. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Hi there, Do Joy listeners. We're going to do a special kind of joy together today. We are going to talk about singing our joy or singing it, as my Agape Choir Director Marianne Lewis adorably puts it. I have someone so awesome to share with you today. My gorgeous friend Karen Drucker is a famous, world-renowned, inspirational singer, songwriter, retreat leader, author, comedian. She was the music director for three different New Thought churches, was honored with an honorary doctorate of music for her work within the Centers for Spiritual Living Community, one of my favorite groups, and a Grace Note Award for her work within the Unity Movement. She's recorded 20 CDs, y'all, of her original inspirational music, and her book, Let Go of the Shore, has been a bestseller. She sings, speaks, and leads workshops at women's retreats, mind-body health conferences, various churches all around the country. She loves making music, making a difference, which she does, and touching hearts, and she touches mine. Welcome, beautiful. Thank you. And look at, look, I just, I know people can't see this, but look what I just, what, this is on my bulletin board. I have a big yes. joy sign. Yes. So that is what I try and remember every day is joy. Karen's so. bringing the joy in all the ways. And if you're hearing meowing in the back, <laughs> or baby crying, it's my cat going, you're not bringing me joy right now. Come, come up and be with me. So hopefully it will go away in a second, but that's one of the joys of doing things live is that we have a meowing cat in the background. So anyway, singing. we got a singing cat. We just got lots got of, lots of singing cat. in this episode. <laughs> but nice to be with you. I'm glad. It's just so great that you're doing this because that's what we need right now. I think in this world is just connecting with joy having joy i mean with all the craziness that's going on it's like how can we bring joy every day into our lives and you know this weekend i'm doing a talk i'm doing my first in-person talk at a church and the the subject that they're giving me is gratitude and you know i just was thinking i mean usually that would be an easy subject for me to speak about but it's just with all that we've been going through lately and for the last couple of years with everything how do you have gratitude in the midst of this wacky time we're living in. How do you have joy in the midst of this wacky time we're living in? That so I, I applaud you for, for this show and what you're doing. And, you know, we're all doing our bit to just keep the keep the light happening. So. And, and you do a big bit. And I think that doing our bit is all any of us can do. We are all just cells in this human body that is humanity. And if we can make ours be ourselves be a healthy cell, we're going to benefit the whole whole body, right? We have a lot of unhealthy cells happening right now. It's up to each one of us to just take control of what we can. And I know that you lead so many to do that. Oh, thank you, darling. Well, I'm, you know, that's, I just feel like that's what my mission statement is, is just to be that light in whatever way I can, if it means writing a song or a chant that can help anybody. I mean, the, the, the best emails I ever get are when people write me and say, I didn't know how I was going to get out of bed today, or, you know, your song helped me through the death of my child or my, you know, my divorce or this, or, you know, if someone has 
has said that a song of mine helped them for like a moment to even have a slight shift in their consciousness of, oh, maybe there is a little glimmer of hope here. You know, that's, that's it for me. And it does. It absolutely does. I was thinking before we got on this call today, the last time I saw you was pre-pandemic. You led a workshop for my joy school virtually for you, but real life for us. And I, I cherish the photos from that event so much because we're all just circled up around this big fire pit, just spontaneously holding hands and swaying and singing along with you in the moonlight and the expressions on every face. I could just cry Mm. thinking about it. This is the deep peace and centeredness that your music inspires Um, for people. It's, it's, well, that, that just really warms my heart. Thank you. And I hope maybe we could actually do that in person at some point. That would be fabulous. But you know, I, a lot of my songs, I, I mean, I always say this before I start every retreat or every concert, I always say to people, you know, my songs are all my issues. You get to see what all my issues are because <laughs> what I'm writing about is what I'm trying to affirm and have a different take on something. But, you know, when I hear of someone going through a hard time, like especially someone going through any kind of a healing, going through cancer treatments, you know, that's what inspires me to think about what do I need to hear? What would I want to hear right now in that moment? You know, so something as simple as all is well. I can rest, I am safe, all is well. Something that simple, to hear that over and over and over when your mind's going, no, it's not, oh my God, what about this? And it's just doing all of that. Um, well, well, what your critic, your inner critic can say, it's, it's taking that, those messages and saying, no, 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 I'm not gonna choose that, I'm gonna choose, all is well, I can rest, I'm safe all as well. And so, you know, I've written, I, I actually have 21 albums now because I came out with an album recently, a lot of what was inspired by being home during COVID. And so I have one song that I wrote with my friend Sloan Wainwright that uh, says, um, let it be whatever it is. Let me cry if tears have got to fall. Let me stop if I need to rest. Let it be whatever it is. And just that little chorus of that song helped me so much to keep saying, let it be whatever it is. I can't change this. I can't, you know, I, I couldn't, uh, you know, go out of my house for a couple months like everybody else. But to accept it and to look at, you know, the joy part of it or to try and find the gratitude in part of it um, really inspired a lot of the songs that are, that are on this album. I love your new album. I love it. And it does it. It just provides fodder for your headspace to replace what's there, right? Because it's catchy and it, it just goes into your head and it just drowns out those other voices that aren't aren't doing anybody any good, right? Any good. Especially yeah, Exactly. No, that's really, I love the way you said it, fodder for that, that voice. It's like, that's what I'm trying to do. It's just like, if you can have a choice of like what you're going to focus in on, and that voice is really strong. The idea that you, you know, put on that, put it on repeat and just keep singing with me over and over that positive message of, mm. you know, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, okay. you know, that's, you know, a chorus of one of these songs. And I just think that's, that's what music does is it bypasses the, that critic, that overactive voice, and it bypasses it to go into your heart, you know, to say something different. Like I'm working right now on a chanting CD, which I really love because I think the chants that I write are, you know, I mean, I write full songs too, but a chant is something that I really feel when you're saying something over and over, you know, and you're just repeating that and you can close your eyes and just sing along with me. um, It, it, to me, it just feels like that's what really makes the shift in, in our consciousness. And I would rather be chewing on that, you know, positive message all day and singing it in my head all day than listening to what my voice has to say about how (laughs) everything is so terrible. Absolutely. And the lyrics in the song I Stand for Love are so pertinent today. And also, um, I could see peace instead of this. We have to see it, right? We have to see the peace. 
So I, I love these new songs. I think Brave might be my favorite one or Beautiful, True, and Divine. To me, they're more reminiscent of your earliest work that I just fell in love with so much. And so it's like, oh, I go back into that cozy feeling when I hear them. But it's such a beautiful album. Really, oh, really you. powerfully beautiful. Well, and you know, it's, it's interesting too, Lisa, because I went through a, a complete depression. You know, when, when COVID hit, I had gigs. I had my women's retreats and speaking engagements and all of this stuff lined up for the rest of the year. And then it all went poof within a few days. I mean, everything got canceled within a few days. And, you know, and at the same time, for any of us who do this kind of music, our lives have really shifted because people don't buy CDs anymore. Right. It's very, you know, the sun do, but it's very rare. I mean, my living used to be made by going to a church and doing the talk and doing the music but you know the church would pay you know not that much you'd make your money in the back of the room selling 20 cds and you know that that dried up at the, about the same time i mean it's been slowly going that way but it really was like all of a sudden it's just like oh my god you know i, I don't I'm, i can't sell cds anymore i can't travel i can't speak i can't all this stuff and i really got to a place you know here's miss positivity with my music I really got to this place of like, well, why bother? You know, what, what, you know, maybe I'm done. Maybe that was a nice run and I'm just done. And, you know, I had no idea how to change it. And, you know, I had one of my friends say, well, why don't you listen to a Karen Drucker song? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) but I really didn't have, I couldn't see, you know, that's, that's what I'm talking about is when you're in that place where you can't see that you even have the choice. And I had to just allow myself to be in that place for a while and then just get to a deeper place of going, okay, what is mine to do? What is mine to do? And I realized that being a songwriter is what I love. And um, there's a wonderful artist by the name of Gary Lynn Floyd. I don't know if you know him, but Mm-mm. great singer, songwriter, you know, we, 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 we were friends, you know, we had written, I think, a few songs together, but we were having this discussion, you know, during this time, and he goes, why don't we just start writing? Why don't we just have a weekly, you know, what else are we doing? Have a weekly 11 o'clock on Tuesday appointment, and if no one even hears these songs, let it be okay. Just show up to that creative part of you. So, you know, I think this point, I just want to stop for a second and just say, for anyone who's listening, it's like, what do you need to do to show up for that part of you that needs nurturing? You know, that's what it comes down to. It's like, forget about who's going to hear it. If you're going to sell it, is it going to be a CD? How do you learn about streaming? Blah, 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 blah. You know, all the legit, just show up to the part of you that loves to do this thing. And so we started to just do that with no expectation of anybody ever even hearing it. But from this, we just wrote so many songs and I found the light. I saw that glimmer of light of going, this makes me feel good. I don't know what it's going to mean, like what I'm going to do with it. But eventually within, you know, this last year, it was just like, well, I don't know who's going to hear it, how we're going to do it, but I'm just going to start recording again. And started to do that and actually made, you know, where I used to make a thousand CDs, I made a hundred. But I learned about, you know, putting it on my website, having it be that you can just download songs for, you know, individually or the whole album. And I found my path again. But now, you know, now it's like, it's like, it just feels like the, the stream is flowing. I'm writing all the time. I'm recording this album. And I just think it's like, it comes down to what your show is about. What is your joy? Yeah. Oh, Karen, I'm I'm so glad you told that story because I do think that so many of us, if we have any creative urge, if we can't see a way to attach it to some payoff, some lucrative way to justify our doing this creative thing, then we don't do it. And it's just for the joy of doing it. This is where we're in our zone. We talk a lot about intuition lately at Joy School, and that is where we're just connecting with that inner place that's not these weird time-sensitive meat sacks that we wear around. It's that that place deep within us anytime we're doing any kind of creative expression we're making that connection I was going to um, say it at some point but I'm going to say it right now 
Every week I give my listeners something that they can think about or do or bring into their week. I was thinking we'd come up with some way to have them singing, but let's just say this, consider that question. What would you be doing creatively if you weren't trying to attach any kind of outcome to it? If you were just following that inner voice and letting yourself do some sort of creative something, what would that be for you? All right, so here's so here's the assignment. Then Good. Okay. So write down one line that that says it for you of what you just said. You know what what would it look like if I just gave myself joy, or what is my joy, or follow my joy, and and put that you know write an affirmation to yourself, and put that to a nursery rhyme, put that to a. Karen Drucker song, put that, put those words to a, you know, disco inferno, whatever it is. So you can even take, um, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Do you know how loved you are? You could say, um, I follow, let me say, I follow my joy every day and every day. Um, it makes me say that I'll follow my joy every day. Today is that day. Something like that. I mean, make yourself, make, you know, write your own little chant that you could sing to yourself, what is my joy, or I follow my joy, or, you know, any, any, any affirmation, any line that, that you write about the sentence that you just, you just asked them. Ah, that was so beautiful. Thank you. I love that. I love that. I mean, that's, that's part of my creativity. What I love doing is I love teaching. I actually teach a cha- how to write your own, well, I call it how to write your own soul song. And I have people really, you know, I put them through a, a, a bunch of different um, experiences, you know, different different ideas that you get to a point where you write down like one sentence of like, what is your mission statement or what is it that you want to affirm for yourself? You know, what is it your inner critic is saying and what is the opposite of that? And, you know, it, it could be anything, but it's like you, you just put those words into a song that that song means something to you mm. you know it's just the chorus of of a song so i mean if 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 anybody knows my little song all is well i can rest the song i sang before it's you can you can just put those lines into that song so it's any song but it allows it to be that you sing that you keep singing it over and over and you know one of my criteria for writing is i never say you I always say I in my lyrics so that when I'm singing it, I'm singing it to me. I'm not telling you what to do. Yeah, no, that's true. So that then when people are singing those songs themselves, they are singing it to themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's important. And and there's, I think it's it's got to even have a lot more weight and power than repeating an affirmation because from just from a biological vibrational perspective right moving sound through your body it's a a healing thing that's like a known thing now right it is because it's breathing you're it's literally like you're breathing that affirmation into you with each, each breath you take and i believe it's the difference between your mind and your heart your mind is going to say i follow my joy every day I follow my joy every day. I mean, that just feels really different than going, I follow my joy every day. 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 Oh, yeah. Between that and I follow my joy every day. <laughs> I love you know, all the, the concert we're getting in this podcast. This is awesome. You, you keep bringing that. That's beautiful. We had Miguel Ruiz a few weeks ago, and he sang for us. He has a beautiful voice. He's he yeah. sang before at my events, and this is an extra treat for the listeners. You're getting a, a real Karen Drucker concert live live and making up stuff on the spot. No, but that's what it is, is it's just being in the flow, you know, and it's it's allowing yourself. I mean, I truly believe creativity, we all have creativity and people, you know, when I, when I teach this workshop, they'll always, they'll, I'll always have one person raise their hand and go, but you know how to sing and you probably took piano lessons and you know how to, you know, read music and that, you know, they'll give all the little excuses. And I say to them, I've never had a voice lesson. I don't know how to read music. 
you know, I just wanted to do music, period. And I taught myself how to play chords on a piano, and that's as far as it went. And I truly believe that creativity is like, it's like there's this stream that is running through us with all this energy and creativity, but we put these boulders in the stream, these big boulders that we've rolled out there from, you know, belief systems and things that people said to us. And I mean, one of my boulders was always in fourth grade, a teacher said, Karen, why don't you hum while all the other kids are singing? So I had to work through that for years and years about that I couldn't sing. But I truly believe that when we just start to just move those boulders to the side, you start to feel that water running through and all it is is just taking the boulder and moving it and you know that's that's it we all have creativity we all have uh, the ability to write and to write songs and you know I I have a I give myself permission workshop that it's like that's the first thing we talk about is give yourself permission to be creative Mm. and, and give this to yourself and to say what you know what brings you joy and sing about it it can be a daily, I mean, it's a daily practice. You could put your hand over your heart and say, okay, what do I want to sing to myself right now? And just riff, you know, I want a massage today. I really got to get a massage. I don't want to answer emails every day. I'm going to go and get a massage. I mean, <laughs> whatever it is. Sing because it feels good to sing, right? My, yes. my listeners, some of them know I'm in Michael uh, Beckwith's Agape Choir. I am not by any means talented enough to be in this choir, but they let me do it. So I'm just grateful for that experience. But I've just always loved that feeling of singing, right? It just does something. It, it's, my enthusiasm exceeds my talent by a hundredfold. But there's something especially about singing songs that are so nourishing and high vibe. And of course, they get stuck in your head, like we're saying. So that's what fills my head all week. That's what comes out of the shower in the car. And that just, I, I do it because it feels so good. Yeah, it does. And I'm going to bust you right now and say, I would really love for you to drop the story of that you don't have the talent and you're not as good as everybody else, and blah, blah, blah. Because that's what we do. We do these really subtle little, like, like even if I... Because I'm aware of it in, in, in this kind of work, people will do it very much like what you just did. They'll slip it in really fast. Well, I'm not as good as everybody else, but I really love to sing. And, you know, it's those little teeny, I call them asides, where you just, you just keep saying these little asides, you know, just like, I'm not good enough, and I did it, you know. And those are the things that then become, you, you put enough of those little teeny pebbles in in the lake in the in that river I was talking about, and then it becomes a hardened boulder. It turns into the boulder. Oh my gosh, you're right. So and and and, and you have to actually employ your friends around you to say, do me a favor. If you hear me say anything that is not loving and kind and um, uplifting about myself, would you do me a very gentle bust me on it? You know. Because that's what we do. I mean, oh, you know, you'll get a compliment and go, oh, no, this whole thing. Or, oh, no, I, I feel fat today. Or, you know, you'll, you'll just say some little thing. And again, pebble, 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 turns into a rock, turns into a boulder, turns into. I so. love that image. And I love asking your friends to call you out, too. That's a really, really good idea, good practice. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to work on not so saying may that. I, may I suggest you just give me one affirmation of I am a good singer or I love to sing or whatever feels appropriate to hey, you. Hey, we recorded a song with Van Morrison. Okay, they are really good people. I could have gone to LA a few weeks ago and opened for the Temptations with them. I just didn't go geographically. They were really good singers in this choir. I might think I'm a good singer, but it's hard to make the leap to think I should be in this choir. Well, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> and yet it's, you know, when we compare like you're doing this large body of all these great singers. It's kind of this vague, big, they're all better than me thing. But what I'm just asking you to do is just to look at, you know, I mean, again, because I got my own issues around this stuff. It's just to say, to not compare and to just claim your ability to sing. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe you're not on the stage at Carnegie Hall, but that you can say right now in this moment you know i can sing or or i can sing and i'm choosing to uh spend more time to get even better 
or whatever. But it's 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 that kind of they're all better than me, and it's this vague, big they're better, you know, that keeps us kind of subtly stuck. Because you can come out and say I suck, I'm a terrible singer. I, you're just you're you're just kind of in that middle place that we all do, which is like, no, nah, I'm not really all that great, but I just really love it. And what you know, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to. I, I hope you don't think I'm picking on you. I'm just. I saying, love it. I'm getting a coaching session from Karen about singing right now. This is unbelievable. But, but what's <laughs> great about this is that it's it's true with everything. I mean, it's it's not just singing. It's it's like this is what we all do, whether it's how we look at our bodies, how we you know look at any any of the talents we have or what we're doing in the world or whatever. It's all these subtle, subtle inner critic ways that. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Okay, listeners, full confession, the break in this podcast right here. This is because even though Karen and I went on for a good bit of time to have fascinating discussion beyond this point, I had a technology blip that failed to record everything that came after this right now moment when we originally met up to make this podcast. So we're back now for take two. And the irony is not lost on me that my default is to want to beat myself up about this tech glitch that happened. And it was right in the middle of that brilliant pep talk from Karen about not putting those pebbles in the stream. So I'm going to give myself a gentle little redirect now, resume this beautiful conversation with my beautiful friend. So, Karen, that's where we were last time. Here we go. <laughs> I will be gentle with myself. Yes. yes. I will be gentle with myself. And I will hold myself like a newborn baby child. I'll be tender with my heart. I will be tender with my heart. I will be tender with my heart. And I will hold my heart like a newborn baby child. And here's one of the main ones. I will be easy on myself, meaning I'm not going to beat myself up. I will be easy on myself. Because what do you mean? You're not perfect? I will hold myself like a newborn baby child. And then we affirm it by saying I am gentle. I am gentle with myself. I am gentle with myself And I love myself like a newborn baby child And I rock myself and I rock myself like a newborn baby child And I love myself and I love myself like a newborn baby child So Lisa Okay, that brought tears. Yes, because actually I always think that things are like in some kind of divine right order. Whenever you're supposed to learn a lesson, it's like the yield universe just does something like this for you. And you get to see how as much as, you know, you're talking about joy and, you know, you're, you're doing all, it's like, this is like the core of all of us. We do one thing and all of the reading we've done and the praying and the meditation and all the stuff we've studied for a thousand years goes out the frickin' window and you're going, you worthless worm, you idiot, how could you do this? You're so stupid. You know, what are they gonna think of you? Blah, blah, blah. And you just can, like, your inner critic, it's like your inner critic has been sitting there having a cocktail and smoking a cigarette and putting his feet up. And then you do one thing and it's like, mayday, mayday, we get to go to work. And it just like, just jumps up and throws the cocktail down and just gets to go in there with a megaphone going, you idiot, how could you do this? And, and you know, it's like, it's like stuff happens, you know, <laughs> all of us. And I think that that's the, I think I'm getting more and more to a point of, that's where I can tell where my uh, edge is of where I'm at, of how much I've grown, 
is how much I beat myself up or how long I beat myself up for mm -hmm. because I totally beat myself up. I sing this song. I mean, you, you could just imagine I'll do something really stupid and I will just rag on myself and then I'll get shame going, but wait a minute, you're the one who's always singing. I will be gentle with myself. Everyone knows you for that song. <laughs> and I'll just go, you fraud, you fraud, you know, and it's amazing. Oh. It's amazing. So I just think it's like, I think it's a, it's, you know, we, I, I think it's human nature that we go there and then we beat ourselves up, but it's like how fast, and isn't that what meditation is? Like we all, you, you go off track, you come back, you go off track, you know, your mind is playing and it goes off track. And then it's like meditation is all about that. You just keep coming back to the breath. You keep coming back. And I think it's the same thing with this, you know, that we beat ourselves up. And then it's like, how long are you going to stay in that place? You know, and just give yourself a break and realize you're human and there's technology and there's all this. I mean, if you could believe it, I had a, I had a, um, a my, second oh i think i think maybe you were on that call maybe the second sunday oh sing the so much night. fun it was so hard for me not to sing along with you just now because that sing-along call was so much fun and but if you i don't know if you were there at the very beginning but i we couldn't get everyone's yeah. video to un undo no i and was I'm beating myself up going well why didn't i check that and how do i but there was nothing there was nothing i could do and <laughs> I was like panicking going, oh my God, all these people came and now they can't see, you know, their videos won't undo. And, you know, so I'm just going through all this stuff and then going, no, Drucker, you're supposed to sing. You have to sing. So it was just, you know, we all do this. I was thinking words. about that <laughs> when you were having that technology problem. I'm like, oh, this, this means Karen understands my technology. And I knew you already did anyway, but, but yeah, all, technology know, but I mean, happens. technology or anything, we all, we all have stuff. I mean, I wrote that song. Did I tell you the story of this already? Did no. I? I don't know if that's in the first part of our nope, conversation. Not this song. <laughs> I don't want to repeat anything. God forbid I repeat anything. <sighs> but um, I wrote that song because I did something really stupid and I was beating myself up and just, you know, everything. You're an idiot. You're stupid. And I called a girlfriend who I thought, well, she'll, she'll tell me something good about myself and help me out of this mess. And I start telling her what an idiot I am. And she goes, stop it. I will not have you talk to my friend that way. And the key thing that she said that day was she said, would you ever imagine talking to a child who is learning to walk for the first time? What would you say to that child? Would you, you would never think of going, come on, you idiot, just stand up and walk. What's your problem? Just get up, you know, you would never do that. You would be so encouraging and so sweet. And, you know, so why do we speak to ourselves in this way? And I, you know, she told me that idea and I got off the phone and I started rocking myself like like what babies do you know in in orphanages when they have no one to hold them babies will oh. instinctively rock yeah and I started to rock myself and I and I just heard just honey be gentle be gentle and rock yourself and hold yourself like a child and and that song was written in like three minutes for me and I still have to sing it for me all the time because I just, you know, it's one of my little issues. What can I tell you? <laughs> I love that backstory. I love when you go into a description about the, the different things that have inspired your songs. And I love that this time it was a friend, like a regular person singing these like words of friendship to you. But I know you've, you know, you, you've taught with so many of my favorite gurus and teachers and people that I teach at Joy School, like Alan Cohen and Joan Borisinko and Jean Houston and Mary Morrissey and Donna Eden and Candace Pert and Mariah Mountain Dreamer. And we always talk in, in Joy School about the kerklunk, how like these spiritual truths get more and more solidified the more we hear them from different angles and different perspectives. And sometimes I, I wonder if you just have had such a great opportunity to absorb these, these the essence of these ideas that they just all kind of congeal and come out in this like beautiful, perfect, like distillation in the songs that you offer. Wow, I never thought of it that way. You know, that's really that's really interesting because yeah, all that whole list of people, I just feel like I would just sit at their feet and just absorb, you know, for years and years and years. And I would get little nuggets from everybody. I call it um uh uh what is the word I would say? It's like it's like putting things in your toolbox. You know, so that when I te teach a retreat, all of a sudden I'll just have all these little things, these little things that come out and like, where did that come from? And it must have come from you know, hearing it someplace else or just 
distilling what other people said and it comes into my own words of saying it. I think it's really important that we allow ourselves, and I'm saying this to myself too, to just think about all the different ways that we have learned and let it be that it manifests in its own unique way, you know, of how you, how you express in the world and, and, the, and the thoughts you have. Because I know that I've taken in so much from all these people and, you know, I just, I don't even know sometimes how it comes out. I mean, I'll just write a song that will just like download from someplace. I mean, I have a song called N.O. is my new yes. And it's a real issue for me to say no. I mean, it just, it still is. It's like, I mean, this, I wrote this song years ago to myself, but it's always an issue because I always feel like, oh, I don't want to disappoint someone. And I, you know, I'm professional and I want to be a good girl. And, and so saying no is, is just, you know, I have to really process, like go into my heart and, and figure out, you know, what is true for me. But one of the lines in that song that I swear to God, I don't know where that came from, but it's, to me, it's brilliant, but I, I can't claim credit. But it says, how good is my giving? How authentic, how true when I cheat me just to please you. Mm, that is that really great? good. How good is my giving? How authentic and how true? Because authentic, authenticity is my main word. If I'm not oh. being authentic, I can feel it in my gut that like it's just off, that I'm just off, that I'm being too something. I don't know. I'm just not being authentic to myself. So how good is my giving? How authentic? How true when I cheat me just to make sure that you're okay, you know, just to please yeah. you. And I had so many years. I mean, maybe it doesn't happen as much now that I'm an older person, but I used to just make sure that everybody liked me, even if I didn't like them. Yeah, I know you that know? game for yeah. sure. Yeah. And you know, when, when, it, when we distill down like what you're doing with joy, you know, to me, that's what it's all about is boundaries. Um, learning what it is that lights you up and what dims you down, what your spirit is calling you to do. I mean, that to me is what joy is all about. And your joy, I call it like your joy light gets dimmed with all the things over the, the over commitments, the times when you're not authentic to yourself you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, when I'm, when I'm happy, I have this little game I play with myself. It sounds, I don't even, again, I could have said this in our earlier thing, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I just ask myself, well, why am I happy right now? What's going on? What are, what are the circumstances that have come together that are making me joyful or that are making me happy? And a lot of it, you know, yesterday I did a talk for a church, um, I did pre-tape a talk for a church, all about freedom for a church, something in July that I had to do a talk about freedom. And I realized that that's one of my freedoms is when I have no commitments and there's space. And, you know, whenever I'm happy, I always just go, oh, it's because I've got space and time. Yes. And I've said no to the things that are going to take away from that. That is you know, so that's, important. I'm really getting in touch with my joy. You know, it's really been an issue for me. I have to admit, because it's like I, I've overcommitted myself. I've traveled too much. I've, you know, on for work stuff and just been burnt out. And now I'm just getting more back to that place of like, really, what brings me joy? And that's a great way to ask it because we pay attention to what is taking away our joy. We're always cognizant. We could always tell you in a heartbeat, I'm not joyful because this, 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 and this is going on. But where we place our attention is what we grow. So why not honor those moments where you just notice yourself being peaceful, joyful, even just relaxed if joy is a stretch. What What's contributing to that right now? What can I notice and celebrate and make a commitment to bring even more to the forefront? And you nailed it, the word is authenticity. I mean, it's it's like a word we pay lip service to, but I think that the closer any of us gets to being just free to express every bit of who we are, that is joy. That's what we're here to work closer and closer to in this journey. I agree. I agree, and, and, and I think that that authenticity meter is really an important one because um, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a that's a deeper dive that we could go into. And you know, when you, I mean, that I just mentioned the idea that when I'm being inauthentic, I can, I just, I feel, I can feel it in my body before my mind goes, oh, what's going on? I'll just feel off. I'll get a kind of a knot in my stomach, 
And it's a lot of times it really does come down to when I've done a knee jerk reaction, what I would call it, to saying yes to something just because I felt pressured or um, I wanted, you know, to be liked or whatever. And, you know, I just think it's really, it's, it's, if you could do it in a gentle way, again, that's why I think that gentle with myself is so important. If you could do it in a gentle way of not beating yourself up if you feel like you're being off inauthentic but to just say oh I'm noticing that I feel kind of weird right now or I'm around this person and I'm not really feeling the connection what's going on and you just really gently investigate and explore it yeah that's the uh, the observer practice that we so we call it in Eckhart Tolle terminology at Joy School is the the more we can not completely disidentify with our thoughts and feelings, but recognize that we are the consciousness experiencing these thoughts and feelings. That's when we can really bring more joy into the equation because we can we can tap into, am I being my most authentic self right now? Is this really what I want to be saying? What is the, the payoff for me saying yes to this? Oh, I get to feel like I'm impressing this person. How much weight do I want to put into that payoff versus the payoff of, of doing something that's more authentically joyful for me? Yeah, and, and especially I think um, after COVID here, I will not after COVID, we're not really out of it yet, are we? But um, I'm starting to get more job offers coming in to travel, you know, like I used to. And it's really a process. Oh my God, it's just such a process because I'm so used to just going, oh yeah, you want me? Okay, fine, I'll be there. And to really look at it and go, okay, you know, is this a hell yes or a hell no decision? You know, um, you know, just to really put myself through questions to really see what I really want to do because I, I really have changed in COVID. I really have changed. Um, my discernment level is much deeper for what lights me up and what dims me down. And actually, that's that's a practice that that I really do a lot. Um, this I got from Alan Cohen of just saying, this is it, this is not it, this is it, this is not it. And to you could really do this like every day with everything you do. Wait, describe that practice in more detail. It's just it. So you look at whatever you're doing and go, oh, this is it. So this is it means I'm lit up. I'm in that joyful place. I'm in that place where there's no time, where you're so into what you're doing that you're like, oh my God, three hours have gone by? You're kidding. Um, that um, it, it feeds you, it gives you energy, um, it's joyful, makes you happy, all that. The not it is the exact opposite. Your energy is drained. I call it an energy leak. Mm -hmm. You know, you just feel this, this, uh, this kind of this heaviness. That's the, that's the example of when I used to play the piano bar years and years ago and I hated this job and I wanted to quit, but I didn't have anything else. I didn't know what to do. I would take my, my watch off at the beginning of the gig. It was four hours of playing solo piano and singing to a bunch of drunk salesmen in a hotel. <laughs> and I would take my watch off and say, okay, I'm not going to look at my watch for the longest time because then maybe when I look at it again, I only have a half hour left of this four hour awful job. And I would go and go and go and think I'm, you know, I'm not going to look at it. And then I'd look at it. It's like 20 minutes have gone. <laughs> Energy leak. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's everything that just dims you down, that your spirit is going, uh, you know, and you just, and you can feel that in your body. There's a heaviness. There could be a tightness in your stomach. Um, you know, it's being around negative people, negative news, um, my favorite quote of Maya Angelou, I don't like to have negative people come into my house because then I have to wash all the curtains after they leave because their negative energy is in all my curtains. <laughs> um, you know, it's all that. It's just anything dims you down. So you look at what lights you up, what what sparks you, what dims, what takes your energy away and just dims you down. So, so you could say it that way, what lights me up, what dims me down. What is my spirit calling me to do? What is my spirit telling me not to do? Um, but the easy, the shorthand way of it is just, this is it. This is it. This is so not it. Yeah. And, and, and we so, yeah, go ahead. We, we think we have to put up with a certain amount of this is not it because of our obligations and all these things, but it's worth looking at where we can restructure. Once we get clear on what's it and what's not it, we can really make some changes. 
I think that yeah. is the beauty of COVID. A lot of people came to that realization during COVID. That's a, a pretty widespread phenomenon I'm coming across. And that's a beautiful gift of that. Not such a gift thing that happened. Yeah. So it, not it, you could really look at everything you do. And this was a little part of my talk that I've talked about yesterday with freedom. You could look at it, not it around a person. You could have a friend that when you actually have the courage to tell the truth, you know, it could be that you look at that friend and go, wow, this, you know, being with this person is not it for me. I've known them for a million years. And every time I get around them, I get in a bad mood or it, they drain my energy or I put out all this energy to be with them. And then when I'm done with them, I'm exhausted. That's another, that's another way of looking. I mean, you could look at this like your authenticity meter or your joy meter or your happiness meter, whatever. But if you look at things like when you're done, are you really drained? That's that's a great indication. And I think what's really important is to, if, when you can tell the truth about, let's say a relationship, it doesn't mean you have to do anything about it. Just because you're telling the truth about it, you're being authentic to yourself. And that's, I think the first key is just being authentic to say, wow, I'm realizing for the first time that being around this person does not feel so great. Now, does that mean you're going to call them up and go, hi there, I just listened to Karen Drucker on this podcast and like, <laughs> I just realized you're not it. So like, it's really been nice knowing you for 20 years, but like later, you know, you're not going to do that. But just saying, telling the truth to yourself first, I believe that the universe spirit lets it, it just starts to work in your favor. And mm -hmm. I, I did this with this one friend of mine who there was no way I was going to call this person up and say, you know, we're done. I mean, I just couldn't even imagine doing that. But it's just as time went on, life just kind of made it that they sort of vibrated out of my life. And it was perfect because I never had to have that dramatic, you know, out of here, babe, later. <laughs> and I think that that's really one of the first steps is just when we tell the truth. I mean, one of the things going back to that song, uh, the bridge of that song says, um, uh, I will be gentle with myself. I will only go as fast as the slowest part of me feels safe to go. I'll say that line again because it's kind of important. <laughs> I will only go as fast as the slowest part of me feels safe to go. I mean, that line, oh. that, not a great line. That was so written, beautiful. that one line was written by my friend Robin Posen, who has a whole bunch of books and everything all about treating yourself so you know like a little child and that line i will i will only go as fast as the slowest part of me feels safe to go means when you're not ready you're not ready your yeah. spirit you know inside when it's when you've been procrastinating you know and it's time and it's just that just takes courage but there are times when you're like you know i'm just not there yet and you just go great i'm going to be gentle with myself and let it be and the universe will cooperate with you according to vibration. I love how you said that that friend vibrated out of your life. That's exactly what I was going to bring to it is that we don't even have to really do the things to arrange the people in our lives. We just have to be the magnet that's vibrating at a certain frequency and like is going to attract like and someone who's not vibrating at that frequency will naturally fall away and make the space for others who are vibrating at that frequency. We don't have to force it like you're saying. We don't have to force it. I mean, when I used to years ago when in my 20s when I was teaching piano and voice and all these different classes I had so many people who came to me that were just so wounded that my piano lesson turned out to be therapy you know I would just like I mean they would just come in and start you know they'd hit one chord and go oh my god when I was five my mother said I couldn't play piano <laughs> and so the whole thing would be like a therapy session and I realized it, I realized then, I mean, I was very compassionate and I had no problem, you know, going there with them. But I realized that's what I was attracting for so long, where people, boyfriends, you know, students, friends, that everybody kind of came to me with their problems, you know, with, you know, just because like I could just be the person that would just give them a pep talk and whatever. And I realized at a certain point that I was not a trained therapist, for one thing. And I was completely getting depressed and couldn't handle all of that. I didn't understand that energy. You know, it was just like, ah, I'm just trying to help everybody and I'd be exhausted. 
but I realized when I when I started to come around and, and get more clarity on it as soon as I realized it's like okay this is there's a way that I could do this that I can have boundaries and that I can support them in seeing what they need to do for themselves that they all vibrated away they just like that kind of energy vibrated away but I also have to admit that that taught me that brought me to this place of really being a seeker that I could then sit at the foot of Joe Borisenko and Mary Morrissey and all these people because I wanted to be a helper. And so now it's been over the years rechanneled into being a retreat facilitator and leading workshops and writing the kind of songs that I do. That, that was, it needed to be redirected in a more healthy way. And so now I find like even at my retreats, you know, people come, we have a wonderful time and we go deep, but I'm not attracting like the people that have really, really serious issues that need to really be in therapy and not at a weekend workshop with me. You know, so it's, it is, it's our vibrations. It's what we're putting out in the world. I get that. I always say with, with my joy school groups, you'd think that I'd be having these like butt miserable people. I'm selling joy, but they always are like a high vibe type of personality that's drawn to the, the joy training. They just recognize that there's always a next level we can go to and raising your vibration is going to get you all those things out there in the world that you want. But your, uh, you know, your, your song life is of course, legendary, but your retreats, your teaching that you do, I'm sure people have gotten a sense from this podcast how remarkably deep that can go as well. Tell us about the deep end, your upcoming online retreat. Oh, well, so that, so interestingly enough, so, um, you know, that concept of you teach what you need to learn, oh, I yeah. would say <laughs> I walk that talk all the time because whatever I'm teaching, whatever, I, whatever, I mean, I always crack up like whatever subject matter I give myself for a class or whatever, it's like, it just works me, you know, it's like, I just have to really look at my issues around it. But what was interesting was I was supposed to start this uh, a little, I, I have these online retreats, not retreats, workshops, I'd call them workshops really, it's like six weeks or eight weeks. But I started one called Fun in the Deep End, which was going to be, we're going to have fun, but we're going to go deep. And I was supposed to start it. Um, a few weeks ago and I just all of a sudden woke up one morning and went oh my god you are burnt out I'm doing zoom right now you know it was the beginning of the summer I don't know when this is gonna be broadcast your podcast here but it was like this was in this was supposed to start at the beginning of June and so I'm doing all the promotion people are sending me their money for it and I really just woke up one day and said, oh my God, I have to walk my talk about this because I'm always talking about radical self-care. And again, that concept of disappointing people. But I realized I needed to just take a break. And so, so I'm trying this summer to give myself a few months off to finish working on this album that I'm working on, but just to start having a little bit more fun and not have so many commitments. So I actually had to, you know, call each of the gals and just go, you know, I hope you won't be upset with me, but can we postpone this to the fall? And this is why. And everybody was like, yes, I need to do that too. Thank you for <laughs> saying that. But, you know, so I'm going to do this. I don't even have a date yet. It'll be in September. Um, but then in October, I'm doing my, it'll be like, I think like my second in-person retreat um it's called um i don't even know what it's called i don't even i think i started to think of a title and then i stopped but uh it's at alderbrook resort which is a spa it's alderbrook resort and spa october 6th through 9th and you know the days of sleeping in bunk beds on plastic uh you know the, the plastic that's on a bunk bed <laughs> it's if not you gonna go be to YMC, that <laughs> you know it's like i've done a few of those kind of retreats and it's like no we're at a we're at a spa and in the afternoon, after we've gone deep, we get to go have massages. So um, that's good. That's on my website, all the information about that. But that's in October. And, you know, and then the fun in the deep end, I'll put on my on my website pretty soon of when that's going to be. But I'm just allowing myself again that discernment. Yeah. Like what, you know, when is it time? What What is it that I want to do? And, 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 you know, it's just that spaciousness that I think brings me joy that I have to realize that I have to create my own boundaries. I mean, I am my own worst um, taskmaster. Yeah. 
You know, it's not necessarily saying no to other people a lot of times. It's me saying no to that part that says, oh, no, 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 come on. These women have signed up for this retreat. You got you know, you to do this. You know, they've already set the money in. You got, and I just have to say, you know, I will be gentle with myself and say I'm not, I'm not ready right now. The theme of part two of this podcast, we will be oh, gentle yeah. with ourselves. And I love that you recognize that you need to model that. I mean, this is what you're teaching. And if you're modeling it, you're going to be that much more of an effective teacher with it. You and I have talked off recording off script about we were that's why I really gave up a lot of the ghostwriting I was doing it just wasn't bringing me joy did I feel guilty about saying no to people absolutely but you have to go to where you're gonna be most in your own authentic joy because that's where we'll be most powerful and most effective and that's what we want to bring is our brightest light to the people that we're serving really true really true and I I might have to come do that with you well yeah and I think it's a muscle I think the the muscle of saying no the muscle of trusting your heart, the muscle of you know doing an exercise where you put your hand over your heart and you say, okay, what is true for me right now? What is going to bring me the joy? It's just like you know, if you pick up fifty pounds for the first time, you're, you literally would shake. But if you picked, if you did it every day, it would get easier. Then you pick up fifty-five, and you you know your muscles shake again. So I think it's the same thing with everything we're talking about. Is it easy for me to say no to people? It's getting it. No, it's not. And that word and, and I keep practicing and it gets easier the more I do it. So, you know, I think we all have to just keep, I think we have to keep going for our joy because I think the world right now really needs it. I mean, it's, it's deeper than just us being like in our hearts going, Oh, I feel happy today or I'm joyful today. It's like each of us is contributing to the, the world and the way the world is working right now by how lit up we are, how mm-hmm. joyful we are, or do we get sucked into the, the, all the stuff that's going on in the world that can, you know, it's just, we just don't need any more negative energy. That comes up again and again on this podcast, and I'm always so thrilled when it does because the more the listeners hear that from different people's perspectives, see it coming through different avenues, it just helps to make it so clear and becomes more of our default of understanding that people feel guilty pursuing their joy when there's so much suffering in the world and we can't feel guilty if we jump down in the hole with the problem there's nobody to lower the rope we have to be the light did you ever see the movie with robin williams where dreams may come is that the name of it what dreams may come what i think it's called what dreams may come it's 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 an amazing uh example of what we're talking about my friend I Barnett mean, Bain produced that movie. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. I, I am so, familiar with that. So that there's a scene in there where his wife, I can't remember exactly what it is, but if you want to get the idea of what it's like to go into the pits and try and rescue somebody, it's it's like the depiction of it to me in my mind. I can see it in my mind of like all these people saying, no, you know, just stay with us and be in the pits with us and... You know, and he realizes and he starts to lose himself in that, like he should stay there, but he realizes he can't save his wife if he stays there and goes, you know, so he has to get out. And it's really like that. I mean, when we watch the news and any, any of this stuff, it's like, we, it's so easy to get triggered and go into that place of despair and how everything's so awful. And I'm, I teeter, you know, because my, I teeter on that place a lot because my husband, really watches a lot of this stuff he's really into knowing what's happening every minute and so i've had to say i need to leave i can't watch this you know and he he's actually gotten better with how much he's watching but it's so it's so easy to get sucked in you want to bond with people right and misery loves company but joy loves company too we always say that joy loves company too find your joy tribe yeah and it's not selfish it's not selfish it's not being um, self-indulgent to to be looking at your dreams and what brings you joy right now because I think we need that the most we need art the most we need um, joy and whatever we can do to, to to make it through this time we need to bond with each other and be joy joysticks we need to be joysticks <laughs> <laughs> joy bubbles just put joy bubbles all over the place joy bubbles works yes joy puppies one of my recent guests called it or uh, yeah Pleasure puppies. Pleasure puppies. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. That's great. 
I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Karen. Is there anything you want to just leave the listeners with? You could sing it. <laughs> oh. Um, I know you're downloading something. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Where's the song? Oh, um, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Is this going to be like a debut? Are we getting like a, a sneak peek debut of something new? So I was on a... Uh, a call yesterday doing a Zoom uh, church with Reverend Deborah Johnson, Interlight Ministries in Santa Cruz. And she did this great talk, and I love this, the concept of that we don't have to wait for a spiritual two by four to hit us upside the head to make a change or to listen or to you know, hear that um, authentic call. So she was saying this, and when it came back to me, I just, like, this just plopped out. So, a whisper is enough, just listen. A whisper is enough to hear. A whisper is enough, just trust. A whisper is enough. I'll say that one more time. A whisper is enough. Just listen. A whisper is enough to hear. A whisper is enough. Just listen. A whisper is enough. A whisper is enough A whisper is enough That is so beautiful and I can see you just popping that out off the cuff being inspired by that beautiful I was, was just because it just because that's just to me, I've just gone through that so much in my life that it's like it had to get to this place of being so dramatic and big and, you know, either something physically happened to me to stop me to listen or spiritually or whatever. But it's like a whisper. Your, your body starts saying to you when you're not in your joy. When you're not aligned, it's, yeah. It's whispers to you. And then if you don't listen... It gets a little louder. If you don't listen from that, you know, it taps you on the shoulder. If you don't listen from that, on and on and on till, you know, yeah. something more dramatic happens that you just go, oh, gee, I guess I should have <laughs> listened. We, we have a practice in joy school of noticing all the competing voices in our heads and trying to discern, you know, which is the voice of my true inner knowing, my, my deepest wisdom. And it usually is a, a whisper of a voice. It's one that's just constant and always there and feels peaceful. And those really big, loud voices are usually our fears and based in those beliefs that we create when we're really young and it's noisy and it's trying to get our attention. But those usually aren't the voice of our true deepest knowing. It is a, right. a whisper. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, just had to share that with you. I love that you did. That's rare footage, y'all. You only heard it here on the Do Joy podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I did it right because it just came. I, I I taped it, so I I think I think I got close to it. But hey, yeah, pebbles, I'm... pebbles in the stream. <laughs> you did yeah, it perfectly. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I'm glad I could share that with you. That's that was that's fun because I just think that's that's what I'd like to leave people with is just listen to your heart. You know, that's really. I think if I was to say, what's kind of my main message that I always talk about? It's, it really is that. It's just put your hands over your heart and just say, what does my heart have to say today? Mm -hmm. With any decision you have to make, whatever is, you know, whatever you're trying to discern. I mean, all of that stuff. Just what, you know, what does your heart have to say about it? So yeah. beautiful it. advice. Beautiful. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, listeners. I'll see you all next week. You have your home play, which we covered in the first part of this podcast. Love you, love you, love you. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Lisa. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full-on glorious you. 
If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamccourt.com. And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. See you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.